I ain't never been the loudest in the room The higher the volume, the more imminent the doom Don't play yourself, kid, play the system The US government, the largest walking contradiction Listen, if you wanna see impossible, then look at me My DNA is cut exquisitely from the best of sheets If I'm lying, I'm flying, and I'm ten toes solid On the same soil that my grandfather's was walking Know your history Tatsa Pine Lautiwa Welcome, friend, to Quantum Theory a podcast solely focused on amplifying black and indigenous voices. And that's facts. And that's true. And that's facts. Let's go get them. What's going on? I'm looking out my window right now and I see snow. Like, I don't, I don't like it. Yeah, that's what you I have over snow? here too. Yep. Okay, because, well, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in Lapway. So <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I haven't seen snow for a minute. And I woke up, I immediately was like, ew. <laughs> I like the view of snow, but I just knew I was not going anywhere today. <laughs> mm, okay. Yes. Well, so I, I didn't get home till late last night. Uh, and I think around here it started snowing somewhere in like the seven o'clock area, somewhere like that. So I was mm. downtown Spokane. And then I came out and my car was covered in like, a, I don't know, like a cute little quarter inch of snow. Uh, mm-hmm. So then I had to start it up, get it warmed up, and then did my windshield wipers because I thought it was just powder. And then, no, it's ice, too. So I had to, like, get out and scrape my windshield. I was like, what is going on in the world? So, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, I don't mind the, like I said, I don't mind the look of snow. I just don't like seeing <laughs> it snow. I don't like feeling the temperature of the snow. So it's cool for, like, a day or two. And then I'm just like, I'm over it. <laughs> yeah. Well, then too, here where I live in Spokane, uh, the plows will go by. So then it was like one in the morning, two in the morning, and you hear just like, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like big scraping uh, everywhere. So it kind of like wakes you up out of your sleep, at least where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I knew. I was like, dang it, it kept snowing. <laughs> that was like the fun hearing like the plow trucks in the morning was the fun part of like being a kid. Like I liked hearing those in the morning. So I was okay. like, Oh, there's going to be no school today or there's going to be a delay. We'll see which one we get. Yeah. <laughs> it was usually, well, I feel like it was 50. Well, I would say it's 75, 50 or 75, 25. So where it's like, okay, yeah, we usually got a day off, but sometimes on rare occasions we did it. It's like, but mm, yeah, way too, now not so much. <laughs> yeah, they're way too efficient around here. We've rarely ever got delays and we never got a cancellation mm-hmm. ever. And then it's kind of wild. I think about it now because here I was like 16, 17 year old kid driving myself to school in the snow, like down these hills. Mm-hmm. with like tiny little car that didn't have, I guess my parents put like, what do you call it? Like studded tires on my car or whatever to like help me grip a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They like they didn't care about us. They're like, y'all need to get to school. Uh, they like, don't really care about us. Oh my gosh, the anthem of the week. Uh, yeah, I was singing that like two days ago. Yeah, I can't even remember oh, why. Really? Yeah, <laughs> I think it had to do with something like Super Bowl. People like still backlash about Super Bowl. You know, mm-hmm. NFL being like end racism, or you know, one of those mm-hmm. things where I was just like, and then in my head I was like. All I gotta say is that they don't really care about us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like, uh, yeah. So it's funny you sing that song because, yeah, that was literally in my head the other day. 
That was a good song back then. My mom, my yeah. little sister had um she had the Michael Jackson game for the Wii. And so oh. we'd always be playing that game. And that was like one of the ones she liked playing. She liked the real, she liked the ones that nobody else really liked. I mean, that one was cool, but she liked um oh, what is it? Uh <laughs> human nature? No, 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 no. It's um no, 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 that's the same song. Okay, now I don't know. I'm not gonna waste your time. But <laughs> but anyway, it was now a I'm slow like, one. Okay. That she she always liked all the slow music. I'm like, girl, I'm trying to dance. <laughs> but it was always the slowest one on the on the game that she liked. But that the the they don't really care. That one was fun. That one was yeah. a fun. One. Anyway. Uh, fun fact: I'm pretty <laughs> sure that. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I'm pretty sure that um that music video was shot down in brazil for that for that specific song they don't care about us um mm-hmm. and then in the certain part called uh pelodinho and it's in salvador bahia brazil i'm gonna like fact check it as i'm talking about it anyways that's mm-hmm. where i studied abroad in college so i remember them always being Ooh. like this is where michael jackson came to shoot the video yeah uh, that's cool yeah so i'm like i'm like double checking just to make sure yeah, it's it's that one. So if you see it and it's like, you know, like all those guys with like their drums and there's like cobblestone mm-hmm. roads and like all these like colonial style, like really brightly colored old buildings or like architecture around. Yeah, that yeah. was like the city that I got to study abroad in. Ooh, how wow. was that? Like how how was Brazil? I have not, I want to go to Brazil, but I definitely don't know enough about it just yet. Like how... How was that whole experience just in general, just traveling abroad? Like, in, you know, as as a, as a student. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when when yeah. did you go? I went back in 2007. So I was a junior in college. Uh, and literally, I was so in between my sophomore and junior year of college, I had to pick a language class. And I did language. I did Spanish back in high school. So I was just going to continue doing Spanish. Uh, and then I remember seeing this poster in one of my school buildings that was like, do you want to go to Brazil? And I was like, yeah. Then it was like, study Portuguese. And I was like, oh, uh, so then I signed up for Portuguese class. And uh, yeah, so then I started taking Portuguese. And yeah, after a year of Portuguese class and I applied for the program. And since like not many kids took Portuguese, uh, mm-hmm. it was like a really like quick way to get to Brazil uh so yeah only two of us applied and both of us got to go uh so yeah it was dope and then yeah just being down there was everything uh completely different culture and then obviously like the language shock where it's just like Mm -hmm. i know that i know how to speak words i just don't know how to speak your words (laughs) yeah (laughs) so then yeah just like dealing with that uh yeah then as you start to learn the language and are able to communicate then you know the world just kind of unlocks to you so it's pretty cool in that way uh, and then beyond that, the, the city that I that I was in, uh, Salvador de Bahia. So Bahia is like in the northeast of the country, and so mm-hmm. basically, basically like our northeast uh, of our country, it was like the major and or like first ports for like the slave trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because it's like the closest port to like Europe and or the African continent. You know, uh, yeah. and so like that city or that state and then like the cities around it were like the major port city. So they had like this deep, like 
rich historic African history or like uh, tradition and history and just like wealth to it. So it was mm-hmm. cool. Um, like, again, I think I've said it once, but like the state of Bahia, I think it's like 80% black. And then the city of Salvador is like 85% black. Uh, and it's like, I think like the second largest population of black people outside of the African continent, something like that. So then like just being Mm -hmm. down there, it was like, it was a black ass experience. Uh, and so coming from Indiana where I went to college, (laughs) I was like, you know, I'm one of one. I'm the only one (laughs) type feeling. (laughs) You know, there was still some of us Yeah, you know, coming from there and slash, you know, back home, Spokane, Idaho area and then now being in a place where it's like 85 90 percent black and you just like mm-hmm. fit in it was crazy so it was cool I, I really enjoyed it. it it really did change my life in so many ways oh I love it I love it yeah one of these days make it down there but that does sound like a life-changing experience and I think it's really dope when you can find of course people who look like you in another country it's probably just a little bit more reassuring even if you don't even know the language it's still like okay like i'm still comfortable (laughs) exactly that's what i've kind of heard is like based off of you know just kind of the state of you know being in the u.s compared to you compared internationally um it's just a whole nother feeling i think in terms of environment and energy for sure to where you know when it, it, it when the times it does get political or when at times it does you know race gets involved i think walking into a room in the u.s compared to walking into a room internationally they're, they're two different feelings from what i've heard um i mean I've, i haven't gotten a chance to do it that often but um it's just it's it's not it's a it's a better feeling but yeah brazil's definitely on the list so yeah. Once I get there in my lifetime, let me go ahead and speak that into existence. I will yes. be reaching out and be like, Kellen, send me all the wrecks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the food was bomb. Music, the culture. Uh, it's wild too, because then they have like different, like a whole different way of like racializing people and or like mm-hmm. ethnicity there. We're like, here we have like couple groups down there. They have like 70 plus groups. And a lot of it has oh, to do wow. with like, even like your complexion. You know, so like, mm-hmm. say, even if you were like the same mix, like where you fell in the complexion scale gave you a different title. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was kind of crazy. Uh, and then down there, like they would call me uh, like Caboclo or Caboclo, Caboclo, one of the two. So it was like a black and like Negro y Indio, uh, black and Indian mix. Uh, mm. Yeah. And so then like the name for that was like Caboclo. Uh, yeah. Which is wild. So then, like, they'd be like describing stuff, like my host family, whatever, and be like, oh, like, yeah, Elias Caboclo, like, like, Elia, like, Caboclo, like, I'm black and Indian. Like, that's how they would like shorthand me, uh, mm-hmm. which is wild. Uh, and then, yeah, then they just had like a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah. Cause then, like, basically down there, like, so Brazil's like the only country in South America and Central America that speaks Portuguese, whereas all the rest mm-hmm. speak Spanish. Uh, yeah. And so down there, it's like they had their Africans, their indigenous people to Brazil and like throughout there, like throughout the entire country, yeah, especially like currently like in the Amazon area and then the mm-hmm. Portuguese. So it was like those three. So it was like this triangle. So you're either like Portuguese and Indian or Portuguese and black or black and Indian. Uh, hmm. And then it just like all branched out from there. Yeah. Uh, 
So yeah, it, it was it was crazy being down there uh, in the skin. I want to say the skin is like a major thing too, because it's like a mm-hmm. tropical area. So that it's just like, you know, like you go to the beach and everybody's like in like a sunga. So like guys are like in like in speedos rather than like yeah. board shorts. And you know, the women are like in the tiny little thongs and like tiny little, you know, like everybody like cause skin is just like, ah, and, you know, just like sensuality. And like, if you ever see like stuff about like, especially like in like Rio and all the areas, but like with uh, like Carnival and just like the way that they're dressed, mm-hmm. like they show their body and, and it just has like a different feel. Whereas like, you know, here or so then like when I would compare it to like home or like being back in the States, you know, this feels like very conservative here. Uh, we're down there it's just like oh, it's free it's tropical life like live your life like we love each other like you know uh, that's so. what I've heard <laughs> I have a friend from from Brazil and that's what she was saying she's like oh I just love it I just love it and I was like yeah. if you're gonna she, she kept saying you have to go the beaches are amazing it's yep. the best beach you're ever ever gonna go to and I was like okay but yeah uh-huh. So yeah, that's uh, pretty cool. Tap me into history. You know, I was like, oh, all right, Michael Jackson video. We got to go into like that historic center. So yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> down there. And then yeah, the fact that that song has been in my head without or like on repeat basically in the last couple of days and you sang it today. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, full circle moment. Look at that. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> uh, how are you doing that? I mean, How's we, your week been? Well, mine went well. Yeah, I know that you hosted an event and I know that you had like speaking stuff. Like, how was all that? You had like a far more rich week than I did. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like it was very busy. So it was like a blur, but <laughs> it was good. It was good. It was like, let me just get through it. Let me just get through it. Um, no, no, no. It went, it went really, really well. I'm trying to think because it has been, let me see, exactly a week from now. Yeah, we it was full of speaking and I had I did have one event. But then out of that like the whole weekend I did not go anywhere. Like I went nowhere. I have not left the house for like 3 or 4 days now. Dang, go off. I have just been like chilling. I don't know. I get into these moods or into these little funks sometimes when I'm at home and I'm like I don't have to go anywhere. And so I've been in the house, but it could have been because I had a, you know, full agenda last week. And even coming into this week, I knew I was going to have a full agenda. Um, this next month is going to get really busy. All great things, of course. But I think this last week and I was just like, you know what? If I don't have to leave the house, I'm not going to leave the house. So yes. <laughs> I did not leave the house. But yeah, last week, um, speaking engagements, events. This week was more speaking engagements. Um, no events, thankfully. But um, it was great. I, I mean, the last, the last event we hosted was like a sip and paint. Um, one of the schools, the WSU, Washington State University, um, wanted us to host an event for them. And so that's what we did. It was cute. Um, and then we also did, I also had a couple speeches. It was about just being who I am. We're in that time of a month, time of the month. So <laughs> Black indigeneity or Afro-indigeneity has been the topic. So I was able and honored to speak about my experiences and how that influences my art and how I, you know, take ind- identity into my own hands. So that was cool to speak about. Um, but at the same time, it's a good reflection to 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 realize, wow, like, you know, I never heard anyone 
speaks who looks like me. And so we're finally getting some of those opportunities um, and heavy on getting those opportunities. Cause even being in that room and hearing other artists just be like, yeah, we're not normally mentioned at times we should be mentioned. And so um, which, you know, we've all, I felt like have dealt with. So um, it was good to just have that space of our own outside of our own spaces, of course, you know, it's like, it's one thing when we do things for ourselves and, you know, or if I, you know, bring something together of our certain group of people, but it was nice that someone reached out to us to be in another room in another space. Um, it wasn't the work of our own. It was us just coming together um, to talk about our shared experiences. So that was great. Um, and I also went to my little brother's basketball game. And I think that was probably the highlight because it's just, he's, gosh, I want to say he's 10 years old. <laughs> Hopefully I'm right. But he, he just started, I want to say this is his first year playing basketball and he just loves it. And so, you know, every second he was in the game, he was just very into it and it was cute to watch. So I think that was definitely one of the highlights of this past week is just getting to watch him just be completely present and being a kid and loving something new that he's trying no matter you know the situation you always have those kids that take it real seriously but he's just out there you know loving it and being a team player and I think that was definitely the highlight of my week but um but yeah so it was, it was a week it was a full week but it was it, it had a good balance to it yeah so that that there was a panel involved with one of your speaking mm -hmm. engagements? Yeah, it was two panels. So yesterday oh, I actually had a okay, panel. Okay. Yeah, yesterday it was a collaboration with Yahoo. And so Yahoo wanted to have that kind of um, discussion amongst their, their staff specifically. So I don't think it was a public event necessarily. It was kind okay. of for their staff. Um, it was just kind of the Native, Native American area or department, I guess, of Yahoo who was posting it and so I like just had like I rolled out of bed got ready and it was not I feel like I did okay but like, okay. <laughs> some of this stuff it's like you go into think, thinking things and then later you're like oh dang why didn't I say this and you know I apologize to my tribe right now because they asked they were like so what what should we know about your tribe and I was like first of all you don't call us Nez Pierce, like it's Nez Pierce. Point blank, like that's that's annoying. You know, if you're gonna call us anything, call us Mimi Poo. And I was like, second of all, you know, we got some good horses, but like I totally blanked on finding some amazing, amazing facts about our tribe. And the dumb thing I said, I said, oh, we're a great tribe. You know, just Google us. And then I was like, wait. And my mom was like, Michaela, you are on a Yahoo, you know, <laughs> discussion panel. Why did you say Google us? And I was like, I don't know. Screaming. Oh, I wouldn't even put that together. Because it's like, I didn't either. I didn't either. And like, everybody thought it was so funny. And now I know why they thought it was so funny. This is girl in our house. I know. Because I was on, I was with a, I was, it was just two of us artists. And shout out to Deontay. He's a great visual artist as well. And he had like all this amazing thing, like all this stuff to say about their tribe. And I'm just like over here blanking. Like, I'm sorry, y'all. Like, I love y'all. Like, Hopefully, you know, this isn't, this doesn't go too viral. Just kidding. I doubt it will. So I got time to figure out what I want to say. But it was just one of those moments where I like, I totally put my foot in my mouth. Um, so it happens. But um, yeah, that was yesterday. And then last year, last year, last week, I had one with the Museum of the Cherokee ended. And um, that one went really well. They had 
six, no, we had, there was five of us, I want to say. And Don was cool. I finally met, hopefully I'm saying this correctly, Annette um, Shanoa, but she goes by Annette. How, how do you pronounce her Instagram name? You got your in summer. Um, and yeah. she's avid listener. Yeah, I, I, I technically haven't heard it said Okay, I'm not going to say it, but her name is Chinoa and she's really sweet. But anyway, she's an artist as well. She's a Black Native artist. I was trying to pronounce her Instagram name so everybody can go follow her. Um, but it's yeah. just Chinoa backwards twice. Uh, yeah, so A-O, yeah, A-O-N-E-H-C underscore C-H-E-N-O-A. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So she was on there. Natalie Ball was on there. Um, uh Adeline, I want to say is how you pronounce it. She goes by Beads by Adeline. Um, oh, okay. Red yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And Red Adeline. Miller Cody was there as well. Wait, who, who's the last one? Red Miller. Rad or Rod, I don't want to say it wrong. R-A-D-M-I-L-L-A Cody. So she's uh-huh. and um, Black. But, um, but yeah, so it was a good discussion. And that was, we had all our rounds of questions. And um, I think the one thing that I realized amongst, you know, and that's kind of what I was mentioning about, you know, I brought up quantum theory and I was like, you know, with everyone that we interview, we all kind of have that same introduction of our culture and identity of, you know, not being enough of this, not being enough of this. Um, and just, and then finding people, you know, finding our communities in our circles. And so that's what I was saying yesterday. I was like, you know, they're like, well, what advice do you have for, you know, other Afro indigenous who are trying to find their, their identity and coming into that and coming into community. And I'm just like, find your circle. (laughs) You know what I mean? We're out here. Come listen to us, come hang out with us. You know, there's people like us um, out there. And it's crazy because everyone is always like, oh, there's more of us or it's great, you know, hanging out with us. And it's like, dang, you would think we're like a dying breed or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, You know what I mean? Like we were extinct at one point or something because every time I'm around, you know, other black natives, it's always, it's always a great feeling for one, but it's always that feeling. It's that feeling of, oh, wow, there's more of us. And I'm like, mm-hmm. girl, come over to the other side. Like we just kind of, I feel like over the last year or two, we kind of realized how many of us there really were, but I think it also comes from us retreating a little bit, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just a little bit um, because we're always having to either pick a lane or we feel like our voice doesn't matter. So we're not going to say anything. And I think that happens a lot to a lot of us, you know? And so now that we're all kind of, be, you know, getting these platforms to speak or getting these opportunities to be in community with, you know, one another, um, it's going in a good direction and it feels, it feels really good. Cause it's like, for me, it's like, man, when one of us is out there, we're all out there. You know, when yeah. you do something, it's like, dang, okay. Yeah. We're all out here doing this. You know, it's, it's, we do this for us and we do that for the representation and for the next generation to look at us and be like, yes, these things are possible. You know, they're regardless of what's kind of going on within our community or within ourselves sometimes. So yes, it's been a good, um, it's been, it was a good last couple of weeks of just kind of embracing that. Dang, that's so cool. I'm like, mm-hmm. over here with chills. I, I hadn't heard, uh, is it, I just, uh, Red Milla, Cody? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I hadn't um, heard that name She's before. So super sweet, yeah. She's yeah, so nice. I just uh, looked her up right now and I'm like, 
watch out Grammy nominated. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, y'all going to give me my flowers, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. That, uh, well, I'm just like blown away. And then just even thinking about like what comes out in those discussions, you know, cause whenever it's mm-hmm. like that, those, when you, when you get into those circles and uh, there's somebody kind of like probing or like, you know, pulling out conversation, it's always cool. Like what gets said and all the different perspectives from people. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I think needs to happen sooner rather than, well, I wouldn't say sooner rather than later as in there's a time frame, but I think that it would be great to have a discussion even in person. And that's what Natalie was saying. It's like, yeah, next time we have to talk in person because conversation would definitely flow a little bit differently. And I feel like it would be a little bit more natural in a sense where, you know, we're not being prompted with questions to talk Mm -hmm. about things we always talk about or talk about parts of us that, you know, hurt or parts of us that, you know, um, we kind of had a growth through. I think if we just had because we all have, have have had these experiences already. No matter what we talk about or what we say, that is already within us. And that's a commonality we all have amongst each other is that that identity, you know. I mean, I think everybody goes through issues with identity, but us specifically, you know, we kind of have that same experience. Um and we carry that with us and it, you know, we do what we do because of our experiences. So I think if we were able to just kind of be in a room and just have natural conversation and fall upon kind of those discussions, I think that would be a, a beautiful room to be in, you know what I mean? So, you know, I, again, hopefully we get, I can get that together at some point. I'm not going yeah. to make any promises yet, but I, you know, I definitely want to see it. So <laughs> we'll see where right. we go with that. But, uh, and I think just this platform that we have here is a great start. But um, just imagine all of us just sitting at least five, not all of us, geez, about five, you know, five or five or eight, five to eight of us just kind of sitting in a room and just chatting it up. I think that would be an amazing conversation to be a yeah. part of or just even simply witness. <laughs> yeah. For, yeah. Well, the second one to to even just witness it, let alone be a part of it. Mm-hmm. I, for like years now, I've wanted to do like a round table or like a day for just thinking locally, like for Black Nimipu, you know, just like having a spot like a day, you know, like a conference room or whatever. And just like us being able to come together and kick it, you know, like invite everybody to come and just like sit and have like a round table discussion and, you know, have a meal and you know have some good times mm-hmm. too like music is playing you know so it's not yeah. like super formal yet just literally creating a space for us to like come and gather together and you've you've really done a great job of facilitating that with like opening um the pathway with the Juneteenth events you know so that's already kind of or that's done a good job of like gathering a lot of us together in in a certain spot at a certain time uh mm-hmm. and then just thinking as it like branches out like yeah like full conference you know like to have a full yeah. conference uh where like nationally internationally you know people uh you know uh black native identifying afro-indigenous people are able to come together and you know we have like different workshops and i yeah. don't know like, healing and then you know the fun events mm-hmm. you know it's like any other conference where you have like yeah. you know the educational portions the healing portions the celebratory portions uh, I'm just like, ah, hopefully in the future, these things are able to happen. Cause I, I can't even imagine like the, the growth and the healing and all the just like great connectivity that would come from events like that. 
Yeah, heavy on the healing, heavy on the growth. Yeah. One day, I, I guarantee you, it, it, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Well, it's you're, you're, the, you're the event person, and to hear you say that it's coming, uh, even if it's not <laughs> solely by your hands, just, just knowing that, I'm like, all right, I, I have even greater yeah. faith in this. <laughs> yeah, well, we just started Juneteenth planning yesterday. I was dragging my feet on it a little bit. Because I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it, but I've been out here pumping it up, telling everybody, you know, (laughs) you need to witness our Juneteenth event or pull up, you know, tell your friends to pull up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I was just like, dang, yeah, I got to do it this year. We keep growing. Um, Last year was a little bit of a setback because of the rain, but I was like, you know what? You know, I I think I think we got to do it. So. The planning has begun. So if y'all got any two cents, go ahead and throw that in now before things get finalized. I am excited. We already have some confirmations and some bookings and some special guests. So um, I'm excited to kind of see how this plays out and hopefully the weather's better. But yes, to curating conversation, most definitely. Yeah. Go off. Well, congrats on all that amazingness. I'm like, successful event. Getting to yeah, hop sure. onto those panels and like share with other people. That's dope. You know, just those opportunities yeah. alone. Yeah. And it's just being in a room that I'm just super grateful for and, you know, being seen and being able to kind of represent us and our tribe and, you know, just us. So um, it, it was cool. It was cool. Um, here's to many more and extending that olive branch for sure. Yeah. What did you get into? I went down to Girls State, uh, so yes. the Lapway Wildcats uh, high school basketball team uh, qualified for the state championship basketball tournament, uh, which was hosted outside of Boise, Idaho, I believe in Nampa, Idaho. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I went down and watched those games. Uh, it's always fun getting to go uh, to those large tournaments where like a lot of the family will be. So I got to see a lot of my family. My little sister lives down in the Boise area. So I got to see her and kick it uh, at her new place, which was really fun. Uh, And yeah, I had a good time watching uh, my little cousins on the court. Uh, It's always great to see, you know, young people working hard and like having fun expressing their athletic abilities and talents and whatnot. The first place title uh was not taken this year or you know like uh mm-hmm. uh the, the lava girls i believe are 11 time state champions if i'm oh, dang. Not mistaken uh exactly yeah so they have shout out to you know wildcat basketball your girl was a state champ you know come on i'm gonna try and throw that in we're part of that 11 you know come on <laughs> yeah but for real though you know so uh there's there's a great legacy uh and so definitely looking forward to future years and and, and future fights for the title especially because the the girls basketball team is so young at this point uh, they yeah. had a, a single senior on the team and the oh, bulk wow. of the team were freshmen. Uh, and so for them to be so competitive at such a high level uh, and to be such a young team is amazing. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to their future. And, and as always, it's, you know, it's just great seeing people striving for things they want, 
you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. Yeah, like, it, yeah, of course, you know, it's just a game. You know, there is very much <laughs> that. Like, it is literally just a game. It's it's a limited uh, time period, and there's certain rules in order to play the game. Yeah, at the exact same mm-hmm. time, you know, there's you can see people's, like, mental... Um, I don't like uh, their mental power, you know, like you, you make an error on the court or whatever. And it's just like, okay, like I got to get my, my mental state back into it. You know, I still, I still got to be here for my team, you know, um, or, you know, the physical expression, like running hard down the court or whatever it is, like really going for a ball when it's like, you know, loose or whatever, like there's certain acts and certain things that you get to witness. And it's like, oh, it's Mm. so cool to see this person really striving for something that they want. So yeah, yeah, that was fun and encouraging. Um, you know, and here I am in my uncle phase, uh, <laughs> being like, oh, just like really <laughs> uh I don't know, appreciating the effort and the hard work that goes into things. Cause yeah, it, it's mm-hmm. cool to see. So yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Uh that was it. yeah, the first part of my weekend. And then on Sunday I came back to the Spokane area. So uh, here in Spokane during this week, there's uh, a conference that's happening, uh, or a festival conference. Uh, it's the uh, Kennedy Center American College Theater Festival. Uh, so there's eight different regions around the nation, and they bring in about 18,000 students each year from different colleges and universities um, to help uh, like encourage uh, oper- opportunities for improving uh, their craft of theater. Uh, Mm -hmm. So they have a bunch of different workshops that go throughout the week with different faculty from all these colleges. Uh, Anyways, Mm -hmm. all these students are coming in. They have like different uh, competitions as well as they can, or there's performances and being able to go to these workshops to learn more. Uh, So as a part of it, um, the, so Kennedy Center American College Theater Festival, so KCACTF, they invited their artist in residence, which is Red Eagle Soaring, um, so Red Eagle Soaring has been their artist in residence for the last couple of years. They invited them to uh, arrange the opening ceremony for this entire festival. And uh, the show that I do, according to Coyote, uh, was put on with support from Red Eagle Soaring. Uh, so the people at Red Eagle Soaring uh, reached out to me to see if I want to be a part of the opening for this large festival. Uh, and Ooh. so, yeah, that was really cool. On Sunday, I got to go in. I was alongside two Spokane tribal members uh, who opened the entire festival with uh, a land acknowledgement and a welcome to their ancestral homelands here in Spokane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, I went up next and I was able to uh, basically sing an honor song to help open up the event. Uh, and so, yeah, it was cool. Uh, I got to, uh, be in front of all of these people, uh, introduce myself, Nimi Putimtki in our language. And, uh, then I shared a little bit about the, the play that I actually am in. So according to Coyote, um, placing, uh, the song that I was about to sing in context of the play, showing its relevance to sending these people out in a good way as they start their adventure Uh, in this coming week of learning and and sharing in their craft. So yeah, that was really cool. Uh, And uh, it is a great networking opportunity as well. Um, You know, the the show itself, according to Coyote, uh, its first performance was at the Kennedy Center. 
back in 1987. Mm. So it was kind of dope being able to like mention that little factoid in my introduction, you know, be yeah. like planting the seeds of like, hey, this show <laughs> was once performed there and look at, I'm doing this show now, girl. So yeah. let's talk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. And since that point, I've been uh, I've been invited back for a few of the sessions. I've gotten to meet a lot of the faculty. Uh, and so, yeah, it, it's it was cool. It was a great opportunity, one, just to be in front of people uh, and to, to be able to perform. And then, two, it's worked out uh, on the back end of being able to, like, network with people uh, in the theater arts and who have uh, connections all up and down. Well, this is Region 7, so it's, like, basically West Coast region. Uh, so, yeah, all, all through this area. So, yeah, uh, that was really fun. Nice. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I wish I was there for that. That sounds, yeah, sounds healing and just good energy all around. So, yeah, definitely take those flowers. Shout out to the Kennedy Center. Hint, hint, you know, you can <laughs> next stop. <laughs> right. Actual yeah. Kennedy Center, here we come. Yeah. And the well, festival yeah, itself, and like, oh. I was going to no, say, the, the organizers of the festival, too, it was cool because they're like, oh, we want you back next year. Like, maybe you can perform, maybe you can host workshops, you know? So, like, mm -hmm. yeah, getting getting my toe dipped into to that is, like, pretty exciting. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And it's been awesome just to kind of witness the journey. And for our listeners, if we have any out there, you know, still <laughs> just kidding, um, <laughs> witnessing the journey as well. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I guess even for the listeners, too, like, uh, if you are interested in seeing the show according to Coyote, um, definitely check out Spokane Ensemble Theater online at SpokaneEnsembleTheater.com and or you can check out their Instagram, Spokane Ensemble Theater. And um, if you have any connections to any theater programs or any tribal programs or uh, youth programs, any schools uh, that would like to encourage the arts, uh, according to Coyote does travel. And so you can get the show to come to your area. Uh, so you can email Spokane Ensemble Theater at gmail.com. Again, if you Google Spokane Ensemble Theater uh, or Yahoo it, depending on what server you use. <laughs> Nate. Shout out to Yahoo. <laughs> Lord. If you internet search... Uh, <laughs> Spokane Ensemble Theater, you can see their Gmail, Spokane Ensemble Theater at gmail.com. And definitely uh, send the emails, shout, uh, and, and and then the uh, management team can start working through the process on getting the show to you. So yeah, even if uh, you're out there and you're like, they keep talking about the show, like I want to see it or I want it to come to the area. <laughs> that's, that's one way of getting it done. Yes. So, get it done, y'all. Get a little plug in while I can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, then other than that, just um, just been around. So yeah, I, I got to see a couple uh, dope shows. I got to see the uh, Red Eagle Soaring Youth perform their show. Uh, I believe it's called Dracula Spectacular. Uh, and okay, so all of these, bars. yeah, and low key it was dope. Uh, there was a whole section in the show where it's like a native uh, slam poetry night, uh, and so then they were like throwing these like mini poems mini limericks mini rhymes back and forth talking about just you know all the it's all like native indigenized themed uh because it's native youth and it was so good it was so fun 
so it was awesome getting to watch the kids perform that. They're all like under like 13, 14. Uh, so yeah, like super youth. Like I think the youngest was like 10 or nine uh, performing mm-hmm. in front of all of these people. So that was dope to see. And then I also yesterday got to see uh, two performers do their two-person show called Abortion Weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was everything. Uh, and so there isn't much on Instagram yet. You can look up Abortion Weekend on Instagram. Uh, and then you can see like the two actors uh, from there. Yet the show was, it was so great. Is uh, uh like two black uh I guess non-binary femmes. I, I don't want to like miss because I, I yeah, I, I don't want to misinterpret or misgender anyone. Uh because I know that at least one of them uses they them pronouns. Uh and so yeah, uh and and then they just they embody a bunch of different characters and the story discusses um the challenges that black pregnant women face uh in our country uh and and so it's cool because they like they weave in you know just our our current culture and you know thoughts or whatever and then they'll throw in these factoids or they'll throw in these like very relevant statements that Mm -hmm. talk about percentages mortality rates uh even like uh rates of adoption of of black children out of the system you know, mm-hmm. so like they discuss real topics and it's sandwiched in between like all this like really good poetic um, banter and and then these amazing scenes of like, you know, taking us into the church and hearing what the sermon and the pastor has to say. And then, you know, bringing us back into like a party scene and then we're here and we're there. Uh, so it, it hits all these different aspects of of the black experience and especially as one contemplates uh you know the the risk involved with childbearing uh mm-hmm. so yeah it, it was so beautifully done uh and so hopefully they're able to extend that show out and they have plans they were talking about of like being able to bring it to screen so hopefully being able to film it uh in a movie sense so it's not a solely a play yeah, if you're anywhere ever and you hear uh, about Abortion Weekend, uh, this two-person play and or movie, like definitely look into it because it was so powerful. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sounds like it. And touching on a lot of issues that are still relevant today and a lot of things that, you know, a lot of people don't realize, a lot of the issues that we have, well, hopefully you guys realize, but <laughs> a lot of the issues that we that have, you know, we have culturally went through um a lot of it stems from racism and you know there is a timeline of that especially amongst black women um so yeah so definitely look out for that i'll be looking out for that um but then also the 1619 project you know if you really want kind of a good yeah general kind of idea of what i just said go into the 1619 project and they describe it really really well and they have a whole topic on how like we were denied health care or we're denied um, really just attention, medical attention in ways that we should be receiving it. And so, um, yeah, all, all of those issues are still very much relevant, starting back from slavery and not being seen as humans. So, um, so yeah, all good and important stuff to to learn, for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. And if you don't have, is, is 1619 on, well, I assume Hulu yet. Do you know like what channel 1619 Project is? I guess. Oh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like the little logo in the corner of the screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not positive. So, it's a very good show. Yeah, definitely a good show that you can uh, watch. Uh, I'm not seeing it right away. It might be just like a Hulu. Um, yeah, I think it is just Hulu. Project, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's at least what I'm seeing, um, Hulu. Uh, so yeah, you can watch it on Hulu. And then also there is a podcast that came out a couple of years ago uh, as like a pre, well, yeah, the first step. So uh, if you're on the move too, and not by a TV screen, you can listen to the podcast. Um, so definitely do both. Yet yeah, uh, I'm excited to see the show because I listened to the podcast a few years ago and the podcast alone was like super informative. So I can only imagine what they're able to do now that they have like the visual aspect and are able to de- or dive deeper into it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Sick. Oh so yeah, a lot of great things this month um, for the most part that are that are available to watch for those of you that need a little, you know, little knowledge boost. I think all of us can use one. Um, so yeah, another thing that's coming out and I'm excited to watch it is black. I don't know if it, it might be out already, but black Twitter, it's now a little 30 minute documentary on black Twitter. What? As soon as I heard it, I started laughing. I'm like, I don't even have Twitter, but black Twitter has me dying every day. Cause they show it up. They, obviously screenshot on instagram and post everything on instagram and so i was like shoot i gotta watch that one what black twitter tv miniseries it centers on the rise movements voices and memes that establish black twitter as an influential force in multiple facets of the american political and cultural life watch out <laughs> okay yeah i don't see when it airs yet however that Okay, I'm still searching. Huh. Okay. I'm gonna look out for that one too. Yeah, I just found out about it yesterday. Dang, look at you ahead of the times, just knowing things. I'm trying. I never be knowing anything <laughs> either, but it's my mom because she because everybody's like, Oh, did you watch this? I'm like, girl, I don't have cable. Like I don't, I don't, I'm not that invested. I always watch on like apps and stuff. And so finally my mom was watching TV and I was sitting there with her watching the news and they brought up Black Twitter on the news. I was like, Oh, I gotta watch that one. But um, yeah, I'd be knowing some things, you know. Come on. <laughs> The uh, one of the cool things about being able to road trip down and back to Boise. So it, I don't know, it's like a seven and a half hour trip between Boise and Spokane is I started listening to the second season of this land, that podcast. Uh, oh yeah. I still haven't checked it out to check yeah. it out yet. I need to. Have you, have you listened to season one yet? Mm-mm, no. no. Oh, so, so not at all. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. In season one, uh, they talk about, one Supreme Court case. And then in season two, they discuss the Indian Child Welfare Act. And it's just so intense, like all of the research that these reporters do. Uh, they are digging deep into not only historical documents, yet also um, legal documents like case files and, and following money trails to see like where things go. Uh, so it's mm-hmm. really intense. Yeah, one of the things that like tripped me out that kind of got me, and we were talking about this before, um, was even like the, the discussion of blood quantum and like being able to be enrolled. Uh, so like the Indian child welfare act is for those who may not know in, in a super general, like stripped down sense is like to protect native children, 
uh, and especially like in terms of like adoption. So like that preference goes to either a family member and then like a extended family member within the tribe. And then if not either of those options, someone within their tribe and or another native tribe. And then after that, non-natives. So it, it's really a protection to keep native children with native families. Uh, anyways, uh, it was crazy hearing though, that like part of the argument is this whole thing about like blood quantum. Well, like if this kid is only so much this, and if this kid isn't able to enroll in their tribe, then they're not technically protected by ICWA as it stands. And for us to like literally just have that meeting, like a couple months, like a month ago, a couple weeks ago. And mm-hmm. this thought of like, what are we as like Nest Purse people going to do about our enrollment system? And as far as like blood quantum, like, do we raise it? Do we lower it? Do we also add in um, ancestral ties? Like, what is it that we are going to do to establish our own sense of personhood? And so it was crazy hearing in that podcast how like, if you're not even able to like enroll for your tribe, you're not protected by this other statute. Uh, And so then that was so scary. Cause then again, like we already know the reality of like so many Nest Perce kids who live on Nest Perce homelands are with Nest Perce families and go to the schools there uh, and are contributing to society and to the community yet aren't technically Mm -hmm. tribal members. And it's like any of these kids wouldn't be protected by this thing uh, simply because like our tribe has our, our set way of enrollment. Uh, So it was just like more of a, like a knock to like get things moving and get things like for us, you know, cause it's like, not only are we excluding from like our, our rights that have like, you know, financial gain or, you know, the beneficial gain with like land and connection, but like also protections. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it was just kind of wild hearing that and then like relating it back to home, you know? Yeah, most definitely. And it is something that's now becoming more a part of the conversation in terms of enrollment processes because um, it is a colonized system. And so now people are figuring it out and not figuring it out, but figuring out what they want to do about it. And then also, you know, just generating those conversations on, of course, what it looks like for our futures. So, you know, it's definitely a conversation that has been, you know, been occurring, but um, it's getting a little bit louder, just a little bit. And so I think it's time to kind of generate those discussions and to get uncomfortable with, with those discussions and speak more, more about it because the way, you know, the way we work as humans and reproduction, you know, it's it's going down that route to where it's like, yeah, we, a lot of tribes don't even have full blood members. Thankfully, our tribe does, but um, things are are changing before our eyes, and it's time to kind of change with it um, in the best ways. Looking, getting ahead of it as opposed to um, kind of falling behind it and making it worse or more of a headache for the next generation or kicking the can, as we kind of mentioned before. So, um, so yeah definitely worth tapping into i definitely need to tap tap into that podcast i haven't since you brought it up so i need, I need to get on that one <laughs> yeah well i've talked about it so much that i was just like i know well I, i've done season one long time ago and then so then i i redid season one i don't know at the end of the summer and then mm-hmm. yeah then i was like 
I keep talking about this season two though. And I just, I just haven't sat down and done it. And so then while I was literally sat down in a car driving for hours, I was like, okay, now is the time that I can listen to this. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy informative and it just, it makes you think, and then you just, you want to go out and I guess too, just like one of the biggest takeaways being the fact that like, not many people know these things, you know, not many people know these histories. Uh, and Mm -hmm. so like just the lack of knowledge around, um, issues with, with native peoples and especially as it pertains to like policy and regulation here in the U S because people don't know things, including these lawyers, judges, and like Supreme court judges. um, It, it's such a, it's such a, uh, like it, it doesn't give us a eat. What I'm, what am I trying to say? It like, it deters the the process. Like uh, it works against, you know, cause people just have like these, these things that they think from like Hollywood or from, you know, how we hear all these random phrases all the time. Like, Oh, you guys get free money and you guys get this and that. And this is what you, you know, all these like stereotypes and just like things that people don't know. Uh, and yet they operate off of that information yet. It's not correct information. And then beyond that, they don't have the context to understand. So like, say like, even just like with blood quantum itself, like, like that was something forced on us, you know, Mm -hmm. this, this system was put onto us. And the reason why they did it was because they knew mathematically after about a hundred years, once you divide this blood up enough, there's not enough blood quantum in order to quote unquote, be Indian. And so like the system itself was designed to like, be like, all right, we're just going to put this place, the system into place. We're going to force them into this system. And then after this amount of time, they won't exist um gagger is we still exist and that time has has passed so now they're having to do new things in order to try to rip us out still so it's it it literally is like a continued uh genocide it's it's literally a continued erasure of ourselves um and they just have to institute new steps and so then that's what's being shown in this podcast is like giving you the historical background and then showing like why these things are relevant and these tactics that they're taking now, because they're still working to get rid of us. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and it's just now in a modern way because like, yeah, the systems that they put into place kind of work or they, they, they did work in a grand way, yet they didn't fully eradicate us. So it's like, what new steps do we have to put into place to get to the rest of the erasure? So yeah, yeah it's wild. Uh, Cause yeah, even like that alone, because that was like one of the arguments is being like, well, how can we like from from non-natives on on the plaintiff side being like, well, we can't ever enroll in a tribe like because we don't have enough blood quantum. And so like that's not fair to us as white people because we can't have enough Indian blood to ever be Indian. And it's like, wait a second, you're you like it's like you your people force blood quantum on us. And now 150 years later. You want to be like, oh, because of blood quantum, we are now discriminated against. These are the special people. Only they can be able to be enrolled because of this. And we are now excluded. Mm-hmm. That's race. That's discrimination. That's that's mm-hmm. a, a racial bias that that's unconstitutional. And it's like, girl, you did this. Like, this is your <laughs> thing. And now you want to turn around and be like the quote unquote reverse discrimination or quote unquote reverse racism. 
it's uh, it's so maddening. Uh, yeah, it's wild. So, anyways, check that one out. This land season two, uh, Crooked Media. Rebecca Nagel's the host. Uh, it's bomb, super informative, uh, as well as sixteen nineteen project. Like these things will will make you think, uh, mm-hmm. big time. <laughs> yes. We always need things to make us think. (laughs) Most definitely. And it's like, this is the time, especially, oh, no, I wouldn't say that either, but um, it's important to kind of get the blood flowing, especially when it comes to our country and a lot of things that we go through that, you know, you just don't really know about. So even if you don't know about it, it's just like, I think of my dad, because my dad right now, he's in this, this phase to where he's just really watching things um about natives and you know things that he just never really knew he never really took that initiative to dive deep and to learn certain things um which I'm very proud of him for because I think no one on my black side has really taken that initiative to really look into native peoples the way I hoped they would it was just more so okay yeah y'all exist and that's kind of what it is but then um so my dad he's just he's watching things and he's telling me that he's getting very angry about it and you know very frustrated about it and I'm like well yeah like we're still dealing with this we're still fighting for these things you know so he's I I'm, I haven't checked in on him in a while so hopefully I don't know how <laughs> deep he's gotten but I know he's learning about boarding schools and you know how you know why we don't have our land and things like that so um it's a process and I think for anybody who doesn't really know and they claim to want to know more or make a change in their community that's where it's starts it's just you know there's so many resources nowadays and access to anyone everyone's opinion and it's important to weed out the ones that you know matter the most in terms of a lot of these situations and issues um that we're still facing so you know tap into something different you know you don't have to sit there and watch a five-hour documentary and ask you to watch roots or anything but you know (laughs) tap into a podcast and learn something new about people in this country and sometimes it's just people right next door you know and i think of kind of lewiston in that way Lewiston and Clarkson, they don't even know, a lot of people don't even know there's a reservation just 10 minutes away from them. And it's so frustrating. Um, so it's just, it's fine, you know, just, just tap into something because um, we definitely need it at this point, especially the state. You'll understand a lot more. I think there's a lot of people that say they want to make a difference or say that they're interested, but they're not necessarily actively, you know, watching or listening to things that matter most. So, um, even if you, even if you're not one of those people and you are listening to this episode, it's like, yeah, just try something new and look into to listen to this land or watch 1619 or all these amazing other documentaries and learn something different, you know, change what you're watching tonight. Those are the little steps to make a big difference, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. That's cool though, that your dad's doing that. I, yeah. I can definitely see that without a doubt like well then especially like mm-hmm. as you watch things and you're learning more you're like like you know we've talked yeah. about our radicalization and like our angry moments so and then i think of the oprah like with your dad the oprah meme <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's like that's my life meme but like as soon as he called me he's like yeah i just learned about this and just i wanted to throw my hands out and do the whole oprah thing and i'm like yeah <laughs> but good job dad like keep you know keep watching yep yeah. Oh man. Oh, it's too good. Yeah. Um, for like my parents too. Well, especially too, because like in the media, it's ever since basically like what 2020, um, with you know the major riots and whatnot, like how black media has like really amped up. So it's been cool, even for like 
within like the households of like my family, uh, getting more in tune with, uh, you know, black reality, black American reality and black American history. Uh, mm-hmm. and like tapping into that, you know, where it's the same, it's just like, you kind of know your stuff just based off the the life that you live it, you know? Yeah. Yet then when you learn others and it's like, oh, okay, now I understand that perspective more. And then it helps like contextualize like your personal stance. And then also I feel like strengthens our desire to like come together or to understand our shared histories and like mm-hmm. our shared power. Cause yeah, it, it's, it's very much that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And it's even us too. It's like, we have a lot of things that we still need to learn, especially as, you know, black people are just that we didn't get that chance to go all the way back, you know? So a lot of things that um, kind of are being shed to light, especially nowadays and especially going forward, there's a lot of things and facts and people that we didn't know about because no one wants us to know about it, you know? And the same thing with native people. I think a lot of us, not us specifically me, but um, a lot of natives who grow up on the res, you know, I feel like there's pro- there's still a lot more to learn going back into some of our books or speaking to certain elders or, you know, getting connected with the land. There's always more to know, you know? And I think um, it's important to understand that, um, and to just keep learning, you know, and another thing not to go circle back, but um, one thing that I noticed in some of these, you know, black native conversations is a lot of people have been ashamed of one side or the other, you know, which I never understood um, mm-hmm. more commonly the black side more than the native side, because I think whenever, you know, we come into these spaces where immediately I don't know. It was something I just kind of observed to where we immediately jump into our native side first. We're immediately speaking our language. We're meeting, immediately talking about how we're connected to the land and things like that. But our black side kind of comes up a little bit later or it doesn't come up at all. Or it it, it would come up and people were saying that it was, you know, and it's a shocker for me when people say that they're, you know, ashamed of their black side and or their native side. Um Cause I'm like, I never felt that way. And I, I want to yeah. know more, you know, I'm not looking down on them for doing that by, by any means, but I am interested as to like, why, and how did you kind of grow through that and go through that? And so, um, when we're talking about all of these shows to watch, it's like, that's why I say like, you know, don't hesitate to da- tap in and dive deep. You know, I feel like people think there's this sort some sort of baton that they're you know is that what that's called when you're running track anyway yeah, yeah. and you pass it along <laughs> like yeah yeah, yeah. Take, exactly like you have there's some sort of baton that they have to be granted or given by somebody and carry on certain knowledge or learn certain knowledge or act and walk in these certain ways when that's not the case at all so yeah. i think it's just very important to just continue to learn i'm always learning i'm always watching these documentaries because they're so interesting to me and you learn more about yourself and even if it's not your family it's still a piece of who you are and also it's a it, it shows what you have just so naturally within you and where you come from you know because your ancestors were around all of these people and you know so a lot of the things we do are deeply rooted in already so it's just taking that baton and creating your own baton and it's not even that it's not even you need a baton it's okay i'm going too far with this analogy i think think it's just planting those seeds on your own you know and just constantly learning so yeah i just encourage literally everybody to watch something different 
different tonight. Listen to something different in the morning and learn something. Learn something once a day, once a week, once a month. You know, just feed your mind on what's really going on and how other people feel. I think that's when we talk about equality, talk about ending racism, which is just never going to happen. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> like, that's just the way it is. But you know, in terms of, you know, providing community and making another person feel loved. Like that's why we're on this earth. And as human beings is to spread and to share love. It's like, those are the ways getting that much closer. It's one thing to talk about it. It's one thing to do it. And it's not sharing love with other people. It's also sharing love with ourselves. That way we can just naturally do that with other people um, and in conversation. So I guess what I have to say for this episode is, you know, I know I'm going to do it but hopefully everyone else does is just tap into something new, watch something new, listen to someone new that you, you, you wouldn't normally listen to. Yeah. Wow. That's all. <laughs> Yo, that, I mean, that it, low key sent chills, just like the thought of like shame, you know, uh, how it mm-hmm. is very much that, uh, like the one or another. And I mean, not that I know super much yet. The first thing that like came off me was just like the enough, conversation you know just like enough of this enough of that uh like tracing it back you know with our you know your your therapy mind being like well when was the first time in your life that (laughs) you felt this thing it's it's always like an enough thing you know like oh Mm -hmm. being black enough being native enough um and and it's wild too because i I was thinking about this so the, the two creators of that show abortion weekend um, I got to meet them the day before their show. So the show was yesterday. So I met them the day before that. Um, and they were telling me, you know, that they were going to do their show. And then they were asking how I was around in that circle, in that like arts festival circle. And then I explained to them, I was like, well, uh, I helped do this, uh, the uh, uh, opening song as part of like a land acknowledgement and then showing local native artists and and helping to open up with like a native song. Uh, yeah, even in that being like, you know, uh, talking to like two black femmes being like, you know, oh, oh, I'm both black and native, you know, uh, and and then it, being able to like explain or like just to really like ground really our conversation and like why it's important and like why me and not as like mm-hmm. a justification yet just to like show those roots, I guess. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I was just thinking about that, too, like the the fact that I get to step into so many roles right now as a quote unquote native representative. Yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, often perceived as, um, or initially perceived by my black identity, you know, when people see me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then just like, yeah, being able to show up in that, in that full truth of like, this is what you think. And then this is really the 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 nuance and the depth that goes into it uh mm-hmm. which was it's so new to me and it, and it really clicked with me like that night because I was like wow I am really stepping into a lot of these spaces as like a quote-unquote native representative yet I'm doing it as a black native as a black person as well you know and mm-hmm. and we've talked about it in our in our show like just like the the different identities even within like native communities and and the not necessarily hierarchy yet these different energies and and, and thoughts and perceptions that go into it um mm-hmm. and it's just wild you know like stepping in to these things and being like yes also me you know <laughs> like mm-hmm. i know you you think this 
a general you, you know, I know you general you outside audience may think this thing yet. Look at me right here in front of you, right here, right now. Uh, yeah. And not that it's like combating anti-blackness in the native community, yet it's adding to the depth and the breadth of all of us, you know, I don't know mm-hmm. if that really makes sense yet. That conversation was like really striking to me in just that thought of like being black yet also being native. I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. and just the validity in it all. Cause like, yeah, growing up and having the, the struggle of the, the not enough, you know? Cause like, I think of like my early childhood and like being with other like black people and them always be like, you're not black enough you know so then you mm-hmm. feel inadequate and then just like as we've talked about native communities is feeling like even just by appearance alone i'm quote unquote not native enough uh mm-hmm. and so when you said that the word of shame I was like ooh, yeah i guess that's how it showed up for me and not necessarily like a shunning of these things like ooh, i hate these things about myself yet mm-hmm. feeling shunned um or like the quote unquote enough conversation you know yeah, it messes with your mental for sure, especially if you get it at a young age. But at the same time, I think for me, it was just like, well, this is who I am. You know what I yeah. mean? So it was more so of like, okay, you know, this, I hate that you said that and I'm going to have to process that, but it doesn't change who I am. I'm not going to deny one side or the other. But for other people, you know, it's a very different experience. And especially, yeah. you know, th- those experiences are very different. So it's definitely a conversation that I wouldn't mind listening to, you know. But, um, but yeah, and I also realized like, there's a lot of Native communities that suffer from anti-Blackness, which is no secret. And it just kind of made me realize how much ahead our... And, I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even say, well, yeah, I would say ahead, but also supportive our community is like, of course, there are some people that I'm sure definitely need work, but the support for the most part, when I think about who, who does support us, I look at, you know, the positives as opposed to the negatives it's, yes. and the positives being the people that which support us and the things that we do. Our community is very loving. You know, when you really look at who you have and the amount of love generate, even if it's five out of 500, that amount of love that we do have in our community is very warming. You know, it kind of overshadows the negativity. Um, but yeah, just listening to other people talk about anti-Blackness in their communities and what they're still dealing with. I'm like, dang, we're a little bit ahead. You know, granted, wow. we've been kind of putting this work in for the last couple of years as just all of us, um, and just show, which really just includes showing up for one another and a community seeing that, I think it's, it's, it's very beautiful. And I think just a lot of the things that I know I've heard, and I know the support that you've ever received from our community as well. You know, it, it feels, it feels good to know that we're, we might be a step ahead I and mean, we might still have some more work to do, but, um, the support are from our community is definitely has been real lately. And I'm very appreciative yeah. of that, but, um, but yeah, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, the absolute positive of it all, uh, which, you know, helps us. And I definitely look forward to hopefully getting deeper connection with like my biological father's like family inside and to be able to trace uh, to like to my roots on, on my black side, too, you know, because luckily I've been very blessed to have I, a very direct link to my roots of my Nimipu side. So then I'm like, okay, yeah, this is like 
my traditional language on my Nimipu side, you know, Nimipu tip, like the people speak. So then like I can dive into that in like a really deep and direct way. And I definitely have that desire on on, on my other side as well, you know, where it's like, yeah, I, I would love to be able to dive back into deeper and richer traditions. Uh, and so like, that's just future journeys and future things for me to unpack and to unravel and, and to research and to get into. Cause yeah, like how beautiful uh, can it be to really be able to like uh, know all sides of you and, and to really embrace the different, the different mm-hmm. ancestral, you know, teachings that that come from all the different sides of oneself so yeah looking forward to that too and like encouraged to do so basically yeah most definitely yeah. Ooh. uh well a hoodie day for both of us we both have our hoodies on it's been a while since uh, we came through yes. hoodie gang <laughs> hoodie gang today girl i did not yeah. sleep i rolled out of bed like i'm so sorry i'm going to be late <laughs> But it happens. Yeah, so. it's wild. Start the day off strong. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was feeling bad too because I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna look a mess today." I was like, "I got my hair wrapped. I got my hoodie up." Uh, and then, and then, <laughs> and then I was like, "Yes, we're both in our hoodies today." So, yeah, definitely happy about that. And of course, as I look outside and I see the snow getting blown around by the wind, I'm like, "Oh, it only makes sense." Uh, that yeah mm-hmm. braced up for the cold so yes yeah well thank you again for sharing all the yahoo laughs and all the yahoo it wasn't funny <laughs> 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 it wasn't funny like in the in the, you said the terrible. people laugh though <laughs> yeah but it was not in the way i wanted <laughs> <laughs> i guess that's true huh <laughs> but you know i deserve at least one foot in my mouth and so i'm sorry y'all. i should have represented us a little bit more with our little fun facts you know important facts but um that encourages me to connect a little deeper and to read a little bit more so i have something to say it was a question i haven't received yeah tell us about your tribe i'm like y'all don't already know about us like, <laughs> <laughs> so conceited like what um let me find something to say and not say any of the right things but anyway y'all oh, I think I'm, I'm have you talk. not heard my mixtape <laughs> Uh, that line will never get old to me. <laughs> uh, like, who are you? What are you talking about? Have you not heard my mixtape. <laughs> oh man, yeah, very much that energy. Like, why are you asking me this question? Have you not heard my mixtape? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, well, hey, it's all it's all rehearsal for future stuff. You know, it's all it's all oh, practice for for the next thing because now you know it's like all right well let me make sure i have one two and three under my belt uh since i got knocked around last time i feel you on that because i stumbled in and i've had to be like all right well i'm talking that one up to the game i guess i got this on deck for the next time so yeah boom (laughs) (laughs) all right tanya i'll see you next time everybody for tuning in today as always it's a pleasure to be here with my crew simply talking our black native talk like we do there's a whole lot more for us to discuss though so stay locked in you can check out our episodes on quantumtheorypod.com and feel free to send in any topics questions or small business shout outs to our socials and you might just hear us discuss it on air our ig handle is at quantumtheorypod and you can also find us on facebook.com backslash quantumtheory 
So be kind to yourself out there. Know that you're a boss and drink plenty of water. Kotz ki See you next time.